Welcome to Trader Triggers, presented to you by Rob MV3 Trader. This is a segment of Futures Trade Radio that is brought to you by The Ultimate Trader's Guide, your one-stop shop for the most valuable income-producing information on the internet. Go to ultimatetradersguide.net to learn more. Link in the show notes. Now enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Trader Triggers. So in the previous episode, we talked about the simplicity of creating a complete trading strategy. So I figured a good follow-up to that would be how to know if you have a winning strategy or not. More specifically, is your strategy the right fit for you? Just because a strategy works, that doesn't mean that it will work for you, right? Maybe it will work for you and it has worked great for another trader, probably the trader that you got the strategy from, but are you selling yourself short with a strategy that works, but is not designed to highlight what makes you you? It's possible you could be spending a, a lot of time on a strategy that gives you average results when you could be using a strategy that will yield much better results for you, allowing you to dominate the market. Now, that doesn't mean you have to completely dump the average strategy. You could just keep it in your tool bag and pull it out whenever you may need it. Maybe you could even pass it along to a new trader that just needs to get their feet wet with a strategy they can trade confidently, confidently knowing the results it got you and others. So let's start this off by what I call the strategy trifecta or the perfect strategy trifecta. The perfect strategy trifecta is a simple way to measure how well suited a strategy is for you by asking three, just three questions. Is it simple? Is it efficient? And can you explain it to a child? As I mentioned in the previous episode, simple strategies tend to be the best strategies. They help you keep a clear mind when the difficulty is turned up and the market turns on predator mode. A simple strategy will tell you when to sit back and watch versus when to get in the game and participate by simply not presenting any feasible opportunities for you to take advantage of, of course, well, you know, within your risk tolerance. If your setup isn't present without you needing to take on much more risk, then you just, you can just sit back and wait. I like to call this period popcorn eyes, basically because those are just the emotions that I use to express the sentiment. But you know, there are, those are accurate emotion emojis that represent what I'm trying to, uh, how I'm reading the market the fat phase of the market, right? When I'm just sitting and watching, it's just like me watching and I'm eating popcorn. So popcorn eyes, right? So we know what popcorn eyes is when I, you maybe see me, if you're in a discord or, or Twitter or wherever, and you see me texting somewhere, you may see me drop some little, the eyes emoji and the popcorn emoji. Now, you know, I'm in popcorn eyes mode, right? Now, just as a side note, I hear people say, these are the times, this popcorn eyes times, these are the times when you can step away and do something else or busy yourself with another task to make sure you're not tempted to take a bad trade. I've taken this approach before. However, I found it to be much more efficient to use that time to sit and watch. One, that's just a good way to exercise your discipline or to monitor your level of discipline. If you can't sit and watch price tick away without your trigger finger, your trigger finger, nah, your trigger finger itching, 
and you want to just pull the trigger, but you have no target in sight, that may be a sign that you need to work on improving your discipline. And two, I have found that these popcornized periods can reveal market behaviors that you know that other people are not watching, giving you the potential to gain an edge over the masses, right? It's an easy way for you to gain an edge over the average trader and take yourself out of being an average trader. So getting back on the topic, moral of the story is simple strategies are usually the best way to go from personal experience. Along with being simple, you also want your strategy to be efficient. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, I sort of downplayed the statistical edge in the previous episode, but you want your strategy to have a statistical edge. The more sustainable your strategy is through various market conditions, the more efficient your strategy is. Just try not to overdo it with the statistics. Like don't go crazy with getting all the numbers and trying to make all the numbers be perfect and fit into what you're trying to do. Now, a good book I would recommend to take a, taking a quick glance at is How to Lie with Statistics by Daryl by Huff. That's a pretty good book and tell you how statistics can be used to create narratives that are not really true or doesn't benefit you. But let's think about this. If you put together a strategy that works best during FOMC news, that only gives you a handful of opportunities to potentially benefit from the, the news that you're looking at throughout the year. Now, if you only need a handful of opportunities throughout the year and that works for you, that's all you need, then cool, ride with that. Do what's best for you. Something like that may work for someone strictly trading as a side hustle to subsidize their main income. And there are good opportunities during those FOMC periods if you can figure out a strategy around that that will yield you consistent results. However, no matter how great the strategy is, there's a good chance that losses will also be a factor to such an infrequent technique. So risk also plays a role in how efficient your strategy is. At the end of the day, it's about you. I can't give you a de facto standard for an exact real world example for an efficient strategy. What may be efficient for me can be completely inefficient for another trader. Only you can decide how efficient your strategy is for you and your goals. Now, with this simple and efficient strategy of yours, how well do you know it actually? Like how well do you understand all the moving pieces inside and out, every aspect of your, your strategy? How does it work? When does it work? When does it not work? What needs to be in place for it to work? Go as deep as you can with getting to understand your strategy. You want to treat your strategy like an intimate partner, right? You want to know everything about them so that you and your strategy can vibe. And when anything comes up, you can easily pivot or make any necessary adjustments. So you want to get to know your strategy as much as well as you can. The more you know your strategy, the better off you'll be, right? And the way, one way to know how well do you know your strategy is how well can you explain it to a child that hasn't learned much about the financial markets? The jargon, you like using the jargon that we like to use, or even they don't, you know, they don't understand talking to a child that doesn't understand the basic economic terms that you would use when speaking to another investor or just another adult. Generally speaking, of course, there's no way that I can speak for all children all over the world, right? We do have some young geniuses 
and kids that are just interested in the stuff at an early age for whatever reason. But in general, a child is not going to know stuff like a PE ratio or divergence or intrinsic versus extrinsic value or something as simple as volume weighted average by price or moving averages. It's just not something that they have experience with. They're capable of understanding these concepts, but they don't have experience with it. So how well could you break down your strategy to a level that the typical child can understand? Can you explain it to the point where they may be able to use the strategy for themselves. Now, it, sound, it could sound easier than it actually is. Those of us with non-market savvy loved ones that have shown interest in what we're doing probably know what I'm talking about. Just trying to explain it, what we do every day to another adult can be challenging and frustrating when you're, you know, when you're trying to explain it to someone that's not in this business. In return, we usually get the deer in the head, the deer in the headlights response after we've rattled off a list of our favorite indicators and the different types of orders that we place and all the stuff, all the things that we go through. We'll usually get like, like a blank stare and like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. But if you can break down your strategy to a child, to their level of comprehension, you'll have confirmation that you truly understand your strategy which will help you get the most out of your strategy and efficiently make adjustments as necessary. It's challenging, but it's a fun exercise that I recommend trying for yourself. And I'll give you a hint. You'll want to make it relatable to something that they already are familiar with, like video games or some popular celebrities. Just understanding, get a, a understanding of what that child is already familiar with. My favorite thing would be things in the in your everyday market let's just say you're trying to relate it to buying video games or candy or something like that you can use that and make your strategy create a narrative around your strategy or create an area a narrative around those things that they understand by way of your strategy so one final note before we close out this episode you know you found the perfect strategy for you when you no longer care to look for other ways to trade or ways to adjust your strategy or just completely looking for a different strategy. The strategy I started with, it worked. And as I look back at the time between then and now, I can see periods where it would have continued to work. In fact, I know by way of documentation that it would have worked great in that first one to two years of my day trading career had I been consistent and not had the issues with fear and discipline had i had i had those things in order it would have worked great for me but at the same time i was never completely satisfied with that strategy i always look for ways to improve the strategy or i would work on developing alternative strategies on the side of what i was already doing it's something that i just felt you know like inside so i can't really explain why i would continue to look for these other strategies of what drove me this way but trading from within there was just an internal energy that drove me to keep learning and working on the strategy on strategy development the crazy thing about it this industry beats new traders up for trying different strategies or strategy hopping i've already addressed that in detail in another video in the previous video but I believe this promotion of stubbornly sticking to one strategy, no matter what, actually contributes to the high failure rate that we see in this business.
trying to force something to work that isn't the right fit for you is a losing battle at the end of the day. I learned over the years that I'm much more better going with the flow and following what reigns true to me than trying to force something that's not really meant to be that way or that's not really the best fit for me. It took me from 2017 until a few months ago to finally hit the sweet spot with my strategy, finding complete satisfaction in the strategy that I use now. And while I was going through that, it felt like a never ending battle, you know, in those moments. But now that I'm here, the time flew by and the wait was 100% worth it. Now, that's my story. Your journey will be, will more than likely be different. You're going to have your own ebbs and flows, your own ups and downs. Again, just because I found my proverbial holy grail, quote unquote, the holy grail, not meaning that it doesn't lose or it perfectly trades every single time, just for me and what I'm trying to do and for in terms of my strategy and how it fits with me, that would be my holy grail. Now, just because I found that holy grail, that doesn't mean the, that strategy is going to carry the same weight for you because that strategy was made specifically for me. But for those that are curious for some of the strategies that I've created, I'm going to start, you know, sharing those to the public, you know, real soon. Even the main strategy that I used to pass multiple funded accounts before I entered this final phase of my strategy development, I'm going to share that one as well. Now, the first place that they are going to land is in the ultimate trader's guide, of course, right? Everything that I, all the things that I, my most valuable resources and everything that I find to be more, the most valuable, I want to put that in the ultimate trader's guide. And I'm going to put that in there, those strategies in there initially in PDF format that anyone who signed up to the ultimate trader's guide, they can download for free. And as soon as I can get to it, I'll make videos for each of them to go along with the documentation. So make sure you signed up for the ultimate traders guide. If you haven't already done so, you just go to ultimatetradersguide.net and sign up. It'll be right there. The sign up button is right there at the top of the page and be on the lookout for that and so much more that I have planned for this year. So on that note, I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in to another episode of Trader Triggers. As always, if you found this valuable, go ahead and tap that like button and let me know your thoughts in the comments. And if you're listening to this off YouTube on a, your regular podcast platform, remember to leave a five-star rating. You can catch these live on YouTube at MV3 Trader during the Futures Trade Radio live stream, plus more videos on day trading futures. Also, make sure you head on over to ultimatetradersguide.net for more valuable income-producing information. All links and resources mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and until next time, trade it easy.